my doctors looked at me and they were like, honestly, I think you need to enjoy your last days at hospice. Like you need to go to hospice. And I remember just looking at them and I'm like, I'm not going anywhere because I know that there is a God and my God heals. And I always remember this moment because it was the sweetest moment I had with Jesus. I was literally at the hospital and it was like four in the morning. I just wake up and I couldn't go back to sleep. So I'm like, okay, God, I think you're trying to tell me something. I either have to pray or do something, right? Because it's just me and you right now. And I remember just putting my headphones on and just listening to worship. And I began to praise God and I began to worship. Even though like my mom and my aunt were sleeping on the other side, I was just like trying to be quiet. But I'm like, Jesus, I'm just going to lift up my hands. And I was literally lifting up my hands. And I'm like, God, I just thank you for this moment. I thank you for this trial. I thank you for this storm. And I kid you not, I had the most, it was like God was just like moving in the room. And I felt his presence and his peace. Mind you. I was at the hospital and I'm over here like full of joy, just praising God. And that's when I understood, okay, my worship is a weapon. Hello, beautiful people. It's your host, Danielle Mason, bringing you authentic conversation, transparency around real life experiences, and actionable tips to create your next breakthrough today. Think of this as your home away from home healing oasis where we overshare and overcome obstacles together. Pull up a seat, come as you are, and be ready to leave feeling challenged to reflect, encouraged to take action, and inspired to change. This is the Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. Today I have such a special friend of mine. We were literally just chatted forever before we hit record. So we're like, we just need to record this episode. But I have Maite on the show today. And I'm so excited just for you guys to hear this girl's voice and her testimony, what Jesus has done in her life. She's battled cancer and she's walked through a dark season in her life. And I'm excited for her to just share details of what that looked like for her and that moment when she surrendered her life to Jesus and the things that she learned through the darkest time of her life. I don't even know where this conversation is going to go because we just we just chat. Yeah. So uh, Mate, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Hi, thank you so much. It's honestly an honor. Like I was telling you, I'm just super proud of you. I love what God is doing in your life. And I'm just very thankful to be on your podcast. Honestly, very thankful. Yeah, this is going to be so much fun. I know, hearts. <laughs> so I would love for you to just share. I mean, you walk through some stuff that most people will never walk through in their life. And also some people may currently be walking through or they know somebody that they've loved battle cancer or this dark time in their life. So I would love for you to just share what was your lifestyle before that happened to you? Were you a believer then or was it that experience that turned you to a believer? I was definitely out there partying, drinking, just living life, right? Like people say. So I grew up going to a Catholic church. So it's Catholic. Honestly, like I did everything. I did communion, got baptized, you name it. I did everything that you're supposed to do as a Catholic. And honestly, I always believed that God was far away. I knew that there was a God, but I just thought that he was like so far away that he was just this angry God, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so I grew up going to a Catholic church with my family 
And then I moved here. So I was born and raised in Peru, South America. And I moved here when I was 15. So I literally packed my stuff, moved here with my family. So everything was like new to me, right? I started going to school and I started hanging out with the wrong people. At the age of 16, I was already drinking. By the age of, I think I was 17. Yeah, 17 or 18, I started going to college and I started going to the bars. I literally got a fake ID and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be 22 on my fake ID. I want to be able to go hang out with my friends, drink, you name it, right? So I just started like drinking every single day for the most part. Yeah, like almost every single day and I will black out every single time. There was no like, oh, let me just have one glass of wine and that's it. It's like, no, let me get drunk today. And I don't want to remember tonight. So let me just go ahead and drink as much as I can, right? So it wasn't until I turned 19, I got in trouble. I got a DUI. I was drinking and driving, being reckless, but that didn't stop me. Um, I kept drinking after that. And it wasn't until I got in trouble for the second time. And this is my first time sharing something like this on a podcast. (laughs) So then the second time I got in trouble for actually hitting my ex-boyfriend. So I was this like angry, I was very angry. You know, I used to drink to get drunk, but honestly, like, I was drinking to numb the pain that I was feeling. You know, I was very miserable. I wasn't content with my life. And I was just very angry at men because of like the trauma that I've gone through as a kid. And so I was just an angry person when I wasn't drinking. So I remember this night, um, I was just drinking and I blacked out. And next thing you know, I'm like getting arrested for, you know, laying hands on my ex-boyfriend. And that's when I hit rock bottom. That's when I was like, okay, this is a little too too much and you think right this is a little too much and honestly like I need something I need a change in my life and that's when I cry out to God every single day for a week I remember just crying out getting on my knees and I'm like God I don't know if you are this like angry God but that's all I know but I need help I'm on my lowest point and I don't even know what to do with my life like I need a change I need to stop drinking I need to stop doing the things that I'm doing. And so I began to cry out to God for a whole week. And I honestly was like, well, I don't know if God is real because I'm over here crying out to the Lord and it's been seven days and no answer, right? And it wasn't until I went to my friend's mom's house and she just gave me a book and she's like, you know what? Now that you're not working, you can drive, read this book. It's, It's about love. And I'm over here thinking, okay, you know, I'll read it. Why not? It's about love. I'm bored might as well do something right girl when I tell you this book it was it was just about God it talked about his love it talked about his character and I remember just reading this book and God um began to like remove that veil right I was like wow God you're real and you're not this angry God right and it wasn't until this one night I was reading the book and I read this verse and it says like if I take care of the plants if if I take care of the birds like I can do so much more for you right and I remember just reading that verse and I I began to cry when I tell you that night I knew like I knew God was real I knew I was like okay God you're literally with me 
I know you're not going to remove the consequences, but I know you're here with me. And so the next day, I remember just crying out to the Lord and like repenting in my like with my own words, you know, just like God, I repent from all the stuff that I've done. Like, please come into my heart, change me. And it was so sincere that honestly, God began to move in such a powerful way. Within a week, God placed these pastors in my life and just people that love the Lord. So I began to see signs and wonders like this powerful, supernatural provision. Like I began to see so many things, so many miracles that I was like, okay, God, you are so real. I can't deny you. And this was, this was just different. You know, I'm like, okay, I don't come from like this Christian background. Like I don't come from what's the word that I'm looking for. I don't come from that religious or yes. I didn't grow up going to church. So I was like, wow, God, like this is different, but I know you're real and you're such a good God. I just knew, I just, I knew that this was the God that I was about to serve. So I began to like go to church. I even got baptized. I'm like all in with Jesus for like three months. Next thing you know, we have a devil. We have, well, there's a devil, right? The devil, but we have an enemy and he brings my ex back into my life or he tried, right? And I just fall. Literally, I was like, oh, my ex, like, God, you can fix a relationship. This can be something powerful for your kingdom. Like, I'm over here thinking, oh, yeah, God is going to work this out for the good. Uh, No. <laughs> I ended up going back to my old ways and yeah. it got worse. I started drinking again to the point where I was blacking out and I started like smoking cigarettes. I even tried drugs. It got really, it got worse. And um, I did that for five years. But wow. those five years, God was sending his people to speak to me. And I will always wonder, like, I wonder what my life would be right now if I was like serving Jesus, you know? And it wasn't until 20. 2017. I remember going to a club again, you know, drinking, partying. And next thing you know, I'm like literally closing the bar down. And I'm like, okay, what am I doing with my life? Right? I'm crying. And I'm like, I'm sick and tired of this lifestyle, Jesus. I can't do this anymore. Like, what am I doing? So the next day, I just gave my life to the Lord. I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready, Jesus, for you to show me the way and show me what you have for me. I'm I'm tired of this lifestyle. So after five years, I rededicated my life to the Lord. And honestly, it was new for me because I was so used to going out every every weekend. So um, I remember going to the church, to this church, for the first time after five years, right? And I remember meeting... Um, this couple and I even asked them like what do you guys do on Saturdays what do you guys do on the weekends and they're like we just watch movies with you know stay at home and I'm like wow really I was like well I guess that's the new you know lifestyle for me too yeah. um, very different it was new for me but this time was real like this time I was like God I don't care what I have to give up I I've tried it all and I'm ready for what you have in store for me after rededicating my life to the Lord Two months go by. Next thing you know, I'm having shortness of um, shortness of breath, chest pain, and I'm on my way to the salon because I used to work at the salon. And next thing you know, I'm having all these symptoms. I ended up going to my prim- primary doctor, and they're like, um, "We see something on your chest. You have to go to the ER immediately." I ended up going to the hospital with my mom, and next thing you know, they're like, "We see something on your chest, like near your heart, and um, it's cancer." So insane. And how old were you? 
I was 24 when this happened. I'm 29 so now. Insane. 24, two months after I gave my life to the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, I'm like, you have cancer stage four. So we have to do something right away. I'm like, wow. I believe, yes, I'm a strong person, but I believe it was definitely like God giving me his strength and his peace. I experienced his peace when I got the news because I wasn't like crying. I was more like, okay, God, I don't know what you have on the other side, but I'm going to trust you throughout this process. I'm going to trust you. It wasn't easy. I'm not saying it was easy, but I experienced this peace that, you know, surpasses all understanding. And I remember when I got the news, I was just like, you know what, God, give me the scriptures, give me the strength that I need to overcome this. And it wasn't easy for my family because like I told you guys, like earlier, I grew up Catholic. So most of my family members, they don't, um, they, they've seen the power of God now after, of course, going through cancer but up until then like they didn't they didn't believe that god was a healer and they had this like religious mindset yeah i have a go ahead i'm sorry no you're good there's just so much like already and before we dive into that story like there's so much i want to unpack here so first off we have similar stories like with the whole blackout thing i hit my ex-boyfriend in the face Like it's whenever you said that, I was like, no freaking way. Um, and that's just so funny. But a couple of things that I, I wanted to ask is whenever you that seven days of when you were just like crying out to the Lord, and then in the moment when you said that I knew he was real, whenever you read that verse of him taking care of the birds, how much more can he take care of you? Explain how you knew he was real in that moment. So I was crying out like I was telling you guys for like a week. I literally will get on my knees every single night and I will be like, if you're real, like show me if you're real, do something because I'm desperate. Like I, I feel lonely. I'm depressed. And it wasn't until I read that verse, even though it was a book, it was the verse that really like transformed me right in that moment. And it's not like I could put it into words. It's just like I felt this warmth all over my body and I just knew that he was real. I don't even know how to explain it. I don't know if that makes sense, but I can't put it into words, but it was just like that when I read that verse. And I believe when we read the word of God, like it is alive. It is real. Like, you know, even though it was written a long time ago, when you read it, you you can experience that like, wow, you got, you're really speaking to me in this moment. So I believe when I, when I read that verse, it was kind of like God telling me, Hey, I'm going to take care of you. And I just knew he was speaking to me through that verse. And so I remember just like this piece, I mean, the same piece that I experienced when I was diagnosed with cancer, it was the same piece. Like I just knew I'm like, okay, God, you're here with me. And yeah. it's this confidence. I feel like I I was under his wings you know even though yeah. back then I didn't know that that was e- that's even possible but I, I felt like I was under his wings and he was like I'm here for you I'm not gonna like remove the consequences but I'm gonna walk right next to you we're gonna yeah. do this together <laughs> yeah you ex- yeah it's like really hard to put into words but I wanted you to just share because there's maybe some people asking like how do I even know if God's real and his word it's so true God puts spirit in us 
He breathed us to light. He put breath in us. And his word, it's a living word. And Jesus is the word. And when we read the word, this is how we can hear from God. And it's written on our hearts. So all of us know, like we all have a moral code, right? We all believe murder is wrong. We all believe lying, cheating, stealing is wrong, right? And why do we all believe that? It's because we have God's law and word written on our hearts. And so when we hear truth, like when you're walking with the Lord and you hear truth being spoken, it's like this yes, it's like this nod, like, yes, I agree. And when you hear something that's not really aligned with the word of God, it's like, uh, I'm not really sure. And it's because it's written on our hearts. He's our creator. And so it's that that feeling. I love that you describe it as like this warmth and confidence. And it's like, I felt his hugging, like he was with me, yeah. even though I was alone. It's like, I know I'm not alone because I, I feel him. I sense mm-hmm. him. Say you close your eyes and you can feel like people's moods in the room. It, it's something that you can't really explain. Like the wind. Like you can't see yes. it, you feel it. And yes. honestly, that's how it is. So it's like you feel and you're like, wow, I'm not alone in this room. He is presence and that's it. We were created by him. So when he's around, like we just, I feel like God knows, but we also know him even though we don't, how can I put this into words? Like even though I was so new and this was like my first time experiencing his power, I just I was so drawn to the truth. Like I was like, wow, I don't know what this is, but I know God is real. So I couldn't even put it into words, but I just knew because he created me. So he knows how I'm going to respond to his presence, to his power, if that makes sense. So a hundred percent. And he chose you like you're, you're chosen. You were chosen to follow him. And so he's so cool, honestly. (laughs) And I love your story whenever you were talking about how when you surrendered in that moment of surrender you saw things start to move in your in your physical world right he was bringing people into your life he was bringing this provision he was showing you that he was real he was answering your prayer and he was showing you look i hear you and i see you and i'm going to take care of you i i am your provider and he sent people to you to to teach you right to speak life into you and to demonstrate truth to you and that's so beautiful because a lot of times even if you've been walking with the Lord for a while, or you just started walking, or maybe you haven't had that surrender moment. I, I feel like that really brings people confidence to know your God is a God of love and his, his word, he cannot lie. His word is truth. And he tells you he's going to take care of you because when you take a step, God will meet you where you're at. And yeah. when your heart is fully surrendered and you're like, God, like I need you, he will come. He's literally waiting for that moment when you realize that you need him and that you want him and he'll come through. Yes, I agree. I agree. There was one other thing and then we can move on to the rest of your story because it's so powerful. But you mentioned our way versus God's way. So when your ex came back into your life and that was like a drifting moment for you, right? Drifting back into your old ways. And so this is so important. I feel like also with you were talking about the people you are surrounding yourself with is so important. It's typically one of the first things that I tell people like audit audit your environment, audit people that you're with. Is this person bringing you closer to God or further away from God? You know, I went, I was all in with Jesus. Like I gave my life to the Lord right then, you know, God put 
literally pastors in my life just to teach me the word of God. Like a pastor was my neighbor. Like what are the odds, right? But it was definitely God putting people in my life after I surrendered and I repented. But we also have to recognize the devil is real and we have an enemy. He doesn't want you to follow Jesus. He doesn't want you to go all in. So what is he going to do? He's going to bring your past. He's going to bring people around you that are going to drift you or like push you to the other side or like take you back to your old way. So I also want every single person who's listening to this to be careful. And not only that, but like ask God for the sermon and and just read his word and begin to like say those dangerous prayers and be like, God, remove every single person that is not supposed to be in my life. And also like watch out, look around and see, because one thing I'm learning in this season of my life is that the enemy, the devil is repetitive. Like he does the same thing over and over again. And it's like at one point you're like, come on, bro. Like, yeah, (laughs) get better. Yeah, get better. And one thing he's going to do is he's going to bring your past. He's going to turn remind you of your of who you were before Christ. And he's going to bring people, people that are the closest to you, or he's going to use people that are the closest to you to make you upset or make you sad or make you doubt who you are in Christ. And so he brought this person back into my life. I'm not saying that it was him, like God bless him, but it's the spirit that it's operating behind that body, right? And so he used my ex to drift me away to take me back to my old ways because his environment wasn't the greatest and so it was so easy for me to fall back into my old patterns because of the environment and you know the person that he was back then he was the closest to me right and so always ask God for the sermon and ask God to remove anyone that is not supposed to be in your life. So yeah, and that lasted for five years. But of course, like God and his His grace and his mercy, right? He will send people in my life just to give me a word or give me something like, hey, I'm waiting for you to come back into my arms. So if you're in that position, you know, now and you're like, well, I don't know if I should go back to God. Like he's, he's waiting for you to go back to him. And there's nothing greater. Honestly, there's nothing better than honestly walking with him and there's nothing greater than jesus like he is he's everything we need he's everything honestly everything we need and more yeah yeah that's so big thank you for saying that because i feel like a lot of times people can feel hesitant to go back to god because they went back to their old ways or did something horrible or or worse in their eyes and they're like yeah no god won't forgive this or like i i don't feel right coming to god and that's the enemy telling you that that's the enemy telling you that you're not worthy and that you are not a child of god and that god doesn't love you and that his grace and the and jesus death on the cross doesn't cover what you did Mm. um that's a lie that's yeah. a lie. And so, yes, have that confidence in who your creator is and that Jesus died for you too and everything that you'll ever do, past, present, or future. So, girl, I would love for you to continue your story. So you got diagnosed, you felt this peace, which is so beautiful in such a situation like that. And, you know, I'm even wondering if God used you in that situation to minister to your family. For sure. There's a verse that I want to share with you guys. It's Romans 8.28. And he says, All things work together for the good for the ones that love God and are called according to his purpose, right? He works everything together for his good. And even though I was diagnosed with cancer and, you know, a lot of people, if you tell them, like, I I have cancer, I I was diagnosed with cancer, like, the first thing that is going to come to their mind is, like, death. 
oh, this person's dying, right? Like, how long, how much long, how bad is it? Like, do you have a week? Uh, I can't even say this word right now. Anyways, do you have a, a month to live? There we go. Or two months or a year? Like, are you going to die anytime soon? And honestly, like, when I was diagnosed with cancer, one of the things that I asked God, God, give me peace, give me this joy, because I know that this is just, you know, a storm that I'm going to go through and it's going to, it has an expiration date. Yes, I'm going to go through the storm, but at one point I'm going to see the light on the other side. And I'm not saying it was easy because I had my moments where I was just like, God, like, are you really going to heal me? What's going on? Are you really going to use this for your good? Are you really going to use this for my own good? Like, am I going to learn something? Are you, what are you trying to teach me? Right? I had so many questions. But one of the biggest questions I had for God was, why am I going through this, Jesus? You know, I give you my life and now I'm going through this. And, you know, I had to do chemotherapy. Um, I did radiation. I did all types of like treatments and the doctors, honestly, like one of the first doctors that I saw, he was like, I give you 30% and I give you a year. And if you make it, you will be a miracle. Like this will be a miracle. And I, I remember just, you know, saying it out loud. I was like, well, I will be that miracle. And then I would say like, in Jesus name, like I'm going to be that miracle. Right. But then after that, I remember when I started doing like chemotherapy, it was just getting worse. Like the mass wasn't going down like it was actually getting bigger and I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma so that's even worse than having like Hodgkin's lymphoma I remember just seeing so many specialists so many doctors and they will be like you have a month to live 60 or 50 percent at one point like they were like I give you six months and um I just remember spending time with the Lord and like crying out I'm like I need you to give me something right now because all these doctors are telling me I have a month to live six months 50 percent a year 30% and I just remember God being so like gentle with me and I had so many so many beautiful moments even though I was going through the storm right I had so many beautiful moments with Jesus and God will just speak to me through his word I read Isaiah 58 psalms and it's you know it says about it talks about his healing power if you read the book of matthew john you see his healing power like you you see how jesus was healing people left and right honestly like left and right and so um, I began to like know Jesus as the healer. And I remember just speaking those verses out loud and speaking those verses over my body. And I'm, and I literally, I will be in my room or in like at the hospital. And I'm like, you know what, God, I'm not going to die, but I will live to testify by your goodness. And there's a scripture, you know, that talks about that. And I'm like, by your stripes, I'm healed. So through cancer, he, he taught me how to use my mouth. Hey, you have a weapon, use it right? Because a lot of people think like, wow, you have cancer. Wow. Like what kind of treatments are you going to get from the doctors? What are they saying? But don't forget that there is power in the name of Jesus. Don't forget that God heals, right? He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So the same God that healed so many people 
If you read the book of Matthew, you'll see how Jesus was literally healing people left and right. So the same power, like the same Jesus that healed that many people, he, he has the power to heal you. But I'm not saying that the process wasn't difficult because it was difficult. And honestly, I don't know if you're like going through something similar. I don't know if you're going through cancer or any other sickness or disease, right? And, the, and maybe the doctors are telling you like, hey, there's no hope. Like there's nothing we can do. But I want you to believe that there is power in the name of Jesus and that he is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. And so the same power that healed me has, you know, he can he can also do the same with you. And another, you know, I guess you can call it tip, but just praise God through this storm because it does, your suffering has an expiration date. Like it will, yes, you're going through the storm, but it's going to end. And girl, we can just stay here for hours because one of the things that he also taught me to when I was going through cancer, like one of the things that he was trying to teach me, it was, hey, I'm building your character. Who, who are you becoming through this trial, right? I'm putting you through the fire for a reason because I want you to become this person. And through scriptures, even James, the book of James, it talks about how God cares about your character. Like he cares. He's more concerned about your character and the person that you're becoming. And, and count it all joy, right? If you're suffering, count it all joy. And I remember like when I used to read that verse, I'm like, count it all joy. God, I'm going through cancer. I'm getting chemo. I lost my hair two times. Like I'm skinny. What do you mean I'm going to count it all joy like I'm just gonna be so joyful right because I'm going through this but I, now that I look back I'm like wow God you really you want us to rejoice through the pain because if it, it, he's more concerned about your heart he's more concerned about the character the person that you're gonna become and the authority that you're gonna receive when you go through trials imagine if I wasn't going like if I didn't go through cancer I'm not gonna like right now if somebody tells me I'm going through this I guarantee you, like, I am very confident. I'm like, well, the same power that healed me, he is going to heal you. And if you haven't received that healing just yet, it's because he's trying to build your character. He's trying to do something just with you and your family, right? And so, but now I have the confidence because I've gone through the fire, because I've been in their position, like, I've, I've gone through it. So, so yeah, he got is more concerned about your family. And I know you asked me about my family, but I was telling you guys about Romans 8, 28, like, he works all things together for the good and one of the things that he did when I was going through cancer was like he literally was speaking to my family like show them his power my family even till this day they're like you're healed by God this is definitely God God even used that to bring my mom restore my relationship with my dad because at that time I didn't have a relationship with my dad so he restored our relationship my mom was waking up at three in the morning to pray literally to pray my mom would tell me like oh you know I was God woke me up at three and I, you know, I started praying and, and then my grandma, who's not here, he's, she's in Peru. She will call me with her cousin and we will just worship on the phone, like, and just like worship Jesus. And even when I was going through cancer, like my aunt or not my aunt, my grandma experienced his healing just by watching TV. Like God was moving in my family. Like he was showing my family, like his power. Yes. She's not healed just yet. Like you guys don't see the manifestation just yet, but I'm 
I'm in the midst of everything. And like, it was so evident. It was so obvious. Wow, God, you're in the midst of this. You are allowing her to go through this. And it brought my family closer for sure. And now they can't deny that there is a God. Like they believe, they know that there is a God. They may not be all in with Jesus, but they know that there is a God. And I know God is going to bring them all together. I know that they're going to serve God, whether that's a year from now or two, three years from now. But I know that there's a reason why God chose me to just go through that storm and I'm believing for them. (laughs) I have never, this is the first time I've heard like, you know, your total story. You talk about it. That is just so... I really just at a loss for words and the lessons that you shared, the weapons that you learned, your mouth is a weapon, praising the Lord is a weapon, praising through the storms and that confidence, because whenever you say like, I have confidence that Jesus will heal you, people need that confidence. Like people need to hear other people confident in what Jesus can do. And there's something different. Like, yes, you can be listening to somebody else's testimony and story, which that really does build confidence because Mm -hmm. whenever I had revival night experiences, It was through other people's stories and me watching people get healed for me and Jamar, our confidence and our faith to go to a whole new level. And so I definitely believe hearing people's stories and testimonies are huge. There's something about you having your own personal story and you feeling the power of of Jesus and power of the Holy Spirit for you to share a testimony and for you to testify in his goodness. How long were you going through cancer and that entire process? And then when did you start to see you being healed? What did it happen at once or like what happened? Yeah. So I was diagnosed in 2017 and I was battling for a year and a half. So I went through like chemo, like I said earlier, radiation and a bunch of other treatments, but it was just getting worse and worse. And it wasn't until the beginning of 2019 where my doctors were like, you know what, there's a treatment that we can do, but we're going to give you 50% of the, you know, we're giving you 50% because we're not sure if you're gonna make it or not and it was a transplant so they had to remove my cells send those cells to the lab and um, put in those cells back into my body right but even the cells that they took out 50% of the cells on the way to California literally died I'm like that's lovely (laughs) and I remember when I got the news that my cells died or 50% of my cells die, right? Um, I remember just crying out to God and I'm like, you know what, God, like, I trust you with this. My life is in your hands. And I know we can sit here for hours because even throughout the whole, you know, process of cancer, like every day I will wake up and I'm like, wow, like I'm awake. Actually, like I'm alive today, Jesus, because when you go through cancer, especially when doctors are telling you, hey, you need to go to hospice, you need to go to hospice, there's no hope for you, right? You don't realize but you're like me I will wake up the next day and like wow God like you you're not done with me I'm still alive I don't even know what my purpose is today but sure I guess my purpose today or your will for me is for me to just lay here all day right because it didn't make sense and I stay at the hospital for like months so yeah you you take that for granted sometimes not sometimes but a lot of times even now sometimes I forget the pain that I went through even waking up every day was that was a miracle and it's still a miracle you know But anyway, so I was fighting for like a year and a half. And then I received my last treatment, which was a transplant. It's called the CAR T cell. And so they removed the the cells, they put them back into my body. And after they did that, I couldn't walk. I couldn't speak like that. I couldn't write. So I had to get physical therapy. I was getting infusions every day. I was, it like wiped my whole immune system. And so I was very weak. And 
honestly, after that, I did a CAT scan and the, the, the cancer cells, they were still like all over my body. And that was in March. I remember going back in June of 2019 and they did another CAT scan and they're like, we don't see anything. We don't see any cancer cells. And I was like, I remember just being in shock and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Like, <laughs> like you did it, but I couldn't believe it. And right. I mean, I knew it was coming, but I just didn't know that he was going to do it like that. I just honestly, I was expecting to fight for like three years, four years, but it took a year and a half. And I remember when I got the news, I began to like cry out to to Jesus. I'm like, wow, thank you, Lord. Like, thank you for allowing me to be alive. Because honestly, you guys, they're telling me that I would, you know, go go to hospice. There's nothing else we can do. And this is Moffitt, one of the best hospitals here in Florida. And I'm just like, God, come through. Like, I know you're going to yeah. do it, but like, when? And so when I got the news, of course, my family, they couldn't believe it. I was just like, wow, Jesus, you did it. You did it. And even now, every time I go get my PET scan done, which is once a year now, I'm reminded of his goodness and his power because 50% of the people that receive the same treatment, the same treatment, 50% get cancer, get the same cancer back within six months in a year. So my doctors, every time I go to the hospital, they, they look at me and they're like, we can't believe you're here. We can't believe you're still alive. We can't believe you made it because 50% of the people, they are going through the same thing. Some of them are not even here. And that right there is just a reminder of well I'm here because of God he knew I was gonna sit on here and like testify and share my testimony with others right but he allowed for me to go through it for a year and a half because he was building my character he wanted me to honestly hold on to the bible hold on to the scriptures and say like wow like no God heals right God heals yeah girl (laughs) yeah for sure and one thing I also want to highlight because this is one thing that I've actually been learning too is to have scripture and you you were speaking it out loud and that's something that I've just recently started to do like I would read scripture but actually speaking the truth out loud is super super powerful like God likes to hear his words spoken back to him and that's how you can fight the enemy as well what's the scripture that you're you're standing on in this season like whatever it is that you are desiring your goals or whatever struggle that you're going through I encourage you to find a scripture a promise scripture for you to like speak out loud speak over you and speak it over your situation and over yourself until you believe it like it's okay if you don't believe it but speak it until you believe it another thing I want to share when you go through like the storm right or when you're going through like a spiritual warfare it, everything I I believe that everything's spiritual so you can't fight with your flesh you can't fight by just like well I'm just gonna sleep and or I'm gonna go to the spa and just like relax when you're going through like I don't mm-hmm. know your stress or whatever that may be mm-hmm. um I one of the tips and one of the things I tell everybody like you can't fight that spirit you can't fight the enemy you can't fight those things with your flesh or going to the salon or having a cup of coffee you have to get in the word you have to fight back with scripture you have to like it's mandatory especially if you're going through the storm like you have to fight back because the enemy we know he's a liar he we know that he's here to destroy kill 
steal. And so you have to be prepared. Like you have to be prepared. So one of the things I did and I had to learn when I was going through cancer is to use my weapon, to use the word of God. Like, okay, I'm feeling this way today. What does the word of God say about how I'm feeling today? No, God says that he's a healer. God says that I'm forgiven. God says that I'm a new creation in him. And so you have to like speak those things. And for literally two months, I remember just like God wanted me to use my mouth. And for whatever reason, I was just either lazy or I'm like, God, but you know, do I really have to fight and use my mouth and like speak life? And and God was like, yes, baby girl, like you got to do it. You have to do it. And so I remember just like grabbing my Bible and like speaking out loud, like, you know what? The God says that I will not die, but I will live and share with others what the Lord has done in my life, right? Stuff like that. And so you have to, and I remember just seeing like the shift in the atmosphere and me being more confident confident in like what God was doing. And I was more confident about the scriptures. Like, okay, I know that I'm facing this giant monster. I guess you can call it like I'm facing cancer, right? But what is God saying to me right now? And so, yeah, I want to, I want to encourage everybody to just like get in the word and honestly spend time with Jesus and hold on to his promises. And when you're, when you're saying those things out loud, like believe that that's going to happen, believe the truth. I mean, that is God has the last word. And so fight, fight with the, the living word of God. Yeah, this has been so good. What? So I'm I'm just so curious and maybe people are curious too, but like, where are you at now? After that, where are you at now in your relationship with the Lord? And what is he teaching you currently like in this season? And what is he having you do? So right now, um, I am single as a Pringle. <laughs> and I just, I just, <laughs> I just know that God is, he wants me to just like focus on him, right? So I'm doing that. I'm preparing myself for the future, for my future husband. But right now I'm just, I'm enjoying this season of my life, just being single. And I'm currently in school, going to a Christian school. So I'm like the first one in my family. So I'm doing that right now. But I've noticed too that he's opening the doors for me to like speak more and just to share my testimony. And that's something I'm I'm doing and I just love what God is doing in my life. And to be honest with you, my life right now is not like, oh, life is so good. Right. I don't have any problems because I do. I'm still going through like, I still have to see doctors, still getting an infusion once a month to like boost my immune system. But I'm believing that God is going to take care of that as well. And I know that he's building my character. There's a reason why I'm still getting those infusions. But right now in this season of my life, I... Uh, I just feel like God wants me to like just be obedient to him and and say yes to him just to learn to say yes to him whenever he's like hey like I have something for you are you willing to leave everything and, and do this for me are you willing to go somewhere because I want you to go somewhere so right now I feel like I'm learning to to just be obedient and just say yes to him like right away without like hesitation yes Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah no that's beautiful and I feel like we are all like we're always gonna be in a season or where I'm at right now of obedience and doing the disciplines like you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast it is or I think we were actually talking about it before we hit record but you have to it is a discipline we're not talking about you know being religious we're talking about building a relationship with the Lord and the same way of you have to building a friendship or you're building a relationship with a significant other there's things that you have to do to invest time into that relationship 
relationship to care for it, to nurture it. And that is getting in the word of God. That is praying. That is filling your environment with, with spirit filled people, with believers, having sisters in Christ is like probably one of the greatest gifts that God has given me to speak life into me and to just share truth with me whenever I'm tending to lean into like what Satan is trying to whisper in my ear and just having these people around me to just share light and truth. So I always say those three things, but Maite, thank you so much, girl. This was like so fun. We could definitely go on for hours, but you're literally a miracle and you represent him honestly, like so beautifully with your confidence and who he is and just the fact that he is a healer. And I know at this point in time, many people need to believe that truth. And so I know he's going to use you in such beautiful ways continuously throughout your life here. And so I'm just, I'm grateful for you. So thank Thank you for being a guest on the show. Thank you so much. Honestly, it's it's been a blessing and it's an honor, honestly. And to everyone who's listening, God is a healer. And if you're going through sickness, just hold on to that promise that by his stripes, you are completely healed and he's going to use it for his good. I love it. I love you, girl. Thank you. Yeah, I love you too. All right, let's bring it in. Giving you a virtual hug because you just finished another episode of Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. And you know what? You just deserve it. The reviews and subscriptions mean a lot to me. So if you love today's episode, make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any other episodes. Also, I'd love to hear your takeaways, so feel free to screenshot this episode, put it in your stories, and tag me at Blackouts to Breakthroughs on Instagram with your biggest takeaways so I can connect with you and reshare your post. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, friend.